Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to our new offshoot podcast. Usually our takes are all over the place, but this time they are entirely focused around 30 Rock, a show that is super near and dear to our hearts, and we assume yours as well. We're entitling it Blurg, one of our favorite Liz Lemon onomatopoeic outbursts. And today we're talking about the pilot episode and beginning this journey into the 30 Rock world. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. So, let's set the stage. 30 Rock debuted in 2006. And the big thing was 30 Rock versus Studio 60 and the Sunset oh, Strip. terrible. Which is terrible. Aaron Sorkin, it's just like, you do some great work, but you do some real shit stuff as well. Cocaine, not cocaine. When he's on cocaine, Western So magic. good. When he's not, Sunset Strip. Sunset Strip. Plus, Matthew Perry was also... I think newly sober and not doing well. Well, Matthew Perry had, he sort of had the friends curse that really only applied to him, where every single pi- like show he was a part of didn't make it past a season. Because he was in a lot of shows, and they lasted episodes or a single season, but nothing beyond that. So I did not watch 30 Rock initially when it first started airing. Um, did you? Yes. 100%. Amazing. Um, I remember, because my parents would watch 30 Rock and all the NBC shows, and I got into them much, much later. Um, by that I mean, like, season three is when I started watching on Hulu season two. Because that was, like, a short one. I think it was during the writer's strike or something. So it was only, like, a finite amount of episodes. But um, it was, I don't know how. Um, <laughs> but that's when I watched it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking hilarious. And then I could just, like, go straight into the binge. Um um, but one of my favorite shows of all time, but did not watch it while it was airing in 2006. Yeah, I don't, I don't have as clear memories of all those things as you do. <laughs> <laughs> no do I, honestly. While rewatching it several times this week, the opening scene with her in the hot dog cart <laughs> is my life, and I've had that interaction in the last month. I am Tina Fey. When people are breaking the rules like that, I get yeah. very upset. Get making their own hot dog line. I mean, yeah. I'm immediately in. I get it. I'm her. Let's go. The amount of petty is just amazing. Because first of all, there are rules for a reason, and rule breakers should not be tolerated. Oh, and what a surprise! It was a, an a white man. white man. But then I also he decided love- to start his own hot dog line. I also love how they played her as sort of like the white savior trope. It's like, here, I'm going to give you all hot dogs because pure altruism. And everyone's like, what the fuck is she doing? Calm down, white lady. I'm going to throw this random hot dog in the trash. Yeah. Oh, and one, the African-American woman throws it at her. Yeah. She's like smiling like <laughs> the hot dog is flying. It's like, thanks for this weird reparation moment, <laughs> but you can calm down. Um, and then when she gives it to like the bellhop or whatever, the concierge service... <laughs> Security guard. <laughs> I really did not grow up wealthy at all, and yet everything I say is just like so pretentious. <laughs> you know, one of like the workers. I was like, I work in a restaurant, guys. Um, she only handed it to the white one, not the black one. So I was just like, already, oh, right? We're so aware. Ah, woke. <laughs> but it is interesting watching it back um, more than a decade later. And seeing these things, just how society has progressed into being super hyper-aware. These things like with uh, the overconfident, morbidly obese woman, Pam. I was just like, that would not fly now. Jesus. Not even close. Not even close. It was just like, no. Like, the Dove commercials happened. (laughs) Those pre- and post-Dove commercials. Well, and then later, as we know in the season, a muffin top is all that. And then she becomes I don't know that. Were they... I just wanted to. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm keeping it. What? The fat. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do it for a reason. I was like, no, I have to do it because I want attention, Liz. With my investigation, I also think that I proved that Jenna Maroney is a mistake because it was supposed to be Rachel Dratch. Yes. And they said they wanted more of a sitcom actress than a sketch actor, but I don't think that's it. Yeah. She's a small troll-like looking person, and Jenna is at least And she's sexy. She's talked about before, you know, I have an asymmetric face in an industry that only wants symmetric faces, which I felt like was a really unique and sort of concise way of putting it. But she, yeah, was in the original pilot, was that character. And then evidently they shifted from having like vignettes of the show, the girly Mm -hmm. show, TGS, that they were going to comprise most of the show or they were going to do it online and have those as shorts back when... Digital shorts were like a thing for a second, and NBC.com had all these like behind the scenes. A whole like, new channel or platform called Quibi that's about to start where nothing's more than 10 minutes. So digital shorts are on their way back. Devin Banks got his witch. <laughs> I invented 10 second sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they switched, and then poor Rachel Dratch just is she was in like six episodes. <laughs> no, no, she's in a bunch she's of episodes. Not, she just keeps being different characters. That's true, but like only through Yadiga, the first season. The Cat Lady. Um, the blue people who are following yeah. Tracy. <laughs> Call Dr. Spinchaman. Oh, my least favorite character on the show. Whenever we're going to visit Mr. Dr. Spaceman, I'm out. I hate him. Hate. I do like the scene where it's very Amadeus, and they're trying to revive Rip Torn, <laughs> and he just somehow has this brown cape <laughs> in this slow-mo moment. We'll get to it in, like, seven to four months. <laughs> seven to four <laughs> I'm on Miller High Life number two. <laughs> um, Alec Baldwin, considered a bear, I think, at that point. Super hot, even before he met his new wife, who made him get off sugar and alcohol and made him super skinny and hot in a different way. I'm a bear, he- and I'm a daddy. <laughs> I'm a daddy bear. <laughs> That's such a good episode. You have to say it like he says it. I'm a bear, and I'm a daddy. I'm a daddy bear. <laughs> So good. What was it? It was like, not, it was, his name is James. Not Jim, not Jimmy, James. And what's the name of the blood color of the wall he wants? Elk tongue. Elk tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so we've done like the first 30 seconds of this first episode of the pilot series. But I was, the reason I said six episodes for Rachel Dratch is I was reading an article where she was talking about how the order, when it was picked up, was reduced from her being a series regular to her being just six episodes. And she was just like, you know, there's not, I'm trying to, you know, I'm over it. But it was definitely sort of like, I'm not trying to make any enemies or show my true feelings, but this was a bummer. And it was a bummer, especially since you hate Jane Fukowski. I'm just saying, they don't have very much chemistry. The real... Liz Lemon would not be friends with Jenna Maroney for all these. Maybe she would. Yeah. Maybe she does date Dennis Steffi forever. I don't know. They have a very strange friendship. Yeah. Well, I feel like... It's missing the heart. Like, yes. the Liz-Jack relationship is, like... All heart. heart. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's one of the things that pulls me through. And her and Pete. Yeah. And her and Tracy, even. You know? And so, then they find out they have this new boss. They go meet Jack Donaghy. He rips her apart. Rips her to shreds. <laughs> Are you familiar with the... GE Trivection oven? I don't cook very much. Sure. I got you. 
New York, third wave feminist, college educated, single and pretending to be happy about it, overscheduled, undersexed. You buy any magazine that says healthy body image on the cover, and every two years you take up knitting for a week. That is dead on. What are you gonna guess my weight now? You don't want me to do that. That knitting thing is uncanny. How do you do that? <laughs> They're so cute. He's like, the knitting part, that was amazing. <laughs> Somebody get Pete in oven, would you? I mean, I could watch it all day long. Yeah. And I'm gonna confess to you, I find Scott Addison attractive. I do not care that he's bald and whatever else. And has a giant head. He was also the guy in Big Hero 6. Did you see that? Yeah. Put it on your list. It's a kids movie. I was but like, which guy? He's it's a, animated. It's an animated. He's the he's the robot. Voices. They have he voices. He is the robot. Oh, is he really? He's Big Hero? Six? <laughs> it's really good. We're going to do a Netflix party for that if it's on there. If not, Instagram Live. It will make you cry. He's so good at it. I support you. Kenneth Allen Postel. I love... Oh, okay. I love that Tina Fey just hired all of her friends. Yes. And that's why the chemistry, I feel like, is so much so better with everyone else is because she's known them and had relationships with them. I'm not someone who needs heart in a TV show. Like, Clearly. Clear. Better off 10. See <laughs> exhibit A. Younger. See exhibit B. Um, younger has heart. Oh, God. I am really... Everybody thinks I'm 27. No one thinks you're 27. Everyone First of all, it's 26, and I'm wondering if you ever gave it a fair shot. <laughs> I did not. Um, rude. But her and Alec... So Alec Baldwin was sort of like her reach. Like, when you apply to a school that you're never going to get into, and somehow you're like, you got an acceptance letter from Dartmouth. Um, I feel like we read the same Wikipedia article. <laughs> <laughs> that means you guys both did homework. We prepared for this moment. Okay, I don't know that Nick and I deserve both the same round of applause because no. I always do my homework. But, like, so. this is new for me. Also, do you just read the Wikipedia article or did you go into the sources and read all the sources? Because I did that as well. Well, so far you haven't told me anything. I didn't know. <laughs> Let's check here at each other. Anyone I know. Each other. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna, I was lip singing along to her words like Dahlia Sin, aka I did not know the words. <laughs> like a Garth and Cat sketch. So I'm guessing you already know that Alec Baldwin took the job because he was getting divorced at the time and Warren Michaels agreed to give him a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday schedule so he could fly back to California every week to take care of his daughter. No, everything well, you say to me is a revelation Katie. and I cherish every word. No, I did not know that, actually. No. And <laughs> somehow I still interrupted it as if I did. <laughs> Why is he like this? Why is he like this? Someone please stop him now. You know who else I love? Jonathan. How can you not love Jonathan? <laughs> ah, what is his name? Jonathan. Molly Palchik. His name is Jonathan. His name is Jonathan, yeah. We can discuss But, that. I mean, you like Scott Adson, so, like... Um, I also didn't think the oven was real, but it is. That's a real thing. <laughs> is it? Trivection oven is a yeah. real thing. It's a real product. Someone who's been watching infomercials since he could talk and before... Um, like real infomercials, like the old days where you were like, is this commercial still going? It's been 22 minutes. Yeah. I once, yeah. No, I love 100%. infomercials. Yes. Ah. We <laughs> may disagree over Better Off Ted, Younger, and nearly everything else that I watch, but we still have these moments. We have we? Gilmore Girls, 30 Rock, Parks and Rec. We've got lots. We've got more than we don't. We are more alike than we are unalike. We are more alike than we are unalike. Back with your infomercial talk. That was pretty much it. 
And did I mean it was dead on arrival? Oh, it just made you think of the trivection oven. Well, there is there's something that uses three kinds of heat that I used to watch when I was younger, and I was like, I want that. And I used to, I would buy everything. I got the Magic Bullet. I got the GT Express 101. What's everything? That? Every time I see an infomercial, I'm like, 100. percent This is gonna revolutionize my life. I'm gonna make juices. I'm gonna make like weird half moon style GT Express 101 pods of food, essentially. All the different iterations of the George Foreman grill I always wanted, a panini or whatever it was. Oh, it's shaped like triangles. That's totally different than a George Foreman grill. Look at that. That one had stars and circles, Mary. Oh, my God. What can you make in it? Omelets, grilled cheeses, shaped like stars. Oh, my goodness. That's fantastic. Love it. Loved it. Oh, do you know what GLH is? GLH. It was it's a like spray GHB. For your, no, no, that's for your bald else. spot, great looking hair. So it was spray paint for your hair. Yes. Oh my and God. Ron would turn around and spray his bald spot. You'd be like, that's amazing. <laughs> Pete could not have used it, but it's more like ginger minge. But anyway, yeah, I uh, love infomercials. Did you see Aubrey Plaza in the episode of 30 Rock? She plays a page? Yes, 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 yes. <sighs> I was excited. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was really And excited. she was still April. She was 100% April that entire time. 100%. 100% April. Like, literally, do I even say anything besides, like, literally 100% and first of all? I think you said nascent earlier or some other word that I, once again, cannot use. So when Jack goes around the table and he's interviewing everybody, he's like, you got 760 on his SATs. I'm like, that's not a good score. Why are you telling that? When he's introducing all the writers to somebody. Oh, to Tracy Jordan. He's oh, like, yeah. this is two for you, two for one. He's yeah. up, he went to Harvard and he's a black guy. This is blah, 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 blah. He got a 760 on his SAT. You're like, well, that's not impressive. No. Maybe it's impressively low. <laughs> Maybe. I think it's impressive. Well, because like the SAT that I took was out of 2400. Right. I was a 1600. Obviously. It was like a 1600. I mean, that's what my score was yeah. not, but. <laughs> <laughs> I did like better on the ACT, but. Whatever. I still work in a restaurant. <laughs> so. My scores are also low, and I'm completely unemployed at the moment. <laughs> but we have this podcast. Oh, my God. Do we ever? <laughs> Harder than we ever have before. Buckle up, everyone. We're doing 30 Rock Like, in a very meandering way. So. <laughs> I don't think anybody that listens to this expects us to be, to like, focused. Line no. Of any kind. I hope not, because they're going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> I wonder if there's people like 10 episodes in, was like, maybe this time <laughs> we'll get it together. <laughs> like our family and friends who are just like <laughs> listening out of guilt, and they're just like, ooh, I hope this is actually like Okay, your family is here, and my family has said they well, is number our number one fan, and then also has no idea what we're saying because we talk too fast, but just enjoys our energy. So. Back Let's to take a short four-hour break. <laughs> don't want me to guess your weight. I love Jack For The interaction itself is perfect. And watching it sort of like retrospectively after seeing the entire series hundreds of times. By hundreds of times, I mean thousands. <laughs> you thought I was going to go back on the hyperbole, but I made it stronger. Humor. At some point, they end up in a strip club, <laughs> dark sensations. That's fantastic. Well, even that, too, I was like, even that was, like, a little dated, where it was just like, you know, we're not shaming sex work, first of all. Um, she was like... Yes, we are. <laughs> well, you're shaming just sex in general. No, but <laughs> you're just like, stop. In the episode, she's like, I'm not a sex worker. And she's like, neither am I. He's like, yes, she, she is. She is. I know. And he's like, well, he's got charisma. And she's like, no, that's charisma over there. <laughs> and then the legs open. You're like, wow, that's really inappropriate, but very funny. Very funny. And talented. She has charisma and talent. We just need uniqueness and nerve. So we end the first episode. Oh my god. But the part where 
everyone's gone and Jack has to deal with Jenna and he's like, I think you should go out there and prove yourself to all those people. And she's like, what, what, what people? <laughs> it was, okay. Another obscure <laughs> reference, but America Ferreira just won an Emmy or a Golden Globe for Ugly Betty. She immediately walks off stage to Maria Menounos, who is not supposed to talk to America Ferreira, but America Ferreira is so polite and is waiting. And Maria Menounos is just like, my first question to this person who's a burgeoning star who just won an award for their scrappy little TV show, what would you like to say to the people who didn't want you to be Ugly Betty? <laughs> and she's just like, well, I, I didn't know that there were any. Same energy, same mood. Don't tell a volatile creative that people don't like them. Culture. What was episode two? I can't even remember now, and I watched it too. Did we even get through did episode one? Episode I don't think I did. did. I finished. <laughs> I got to the end where Jenna is having a freak out. Yeah. And then Jack and Jack keeps saying the absolute wrong thing. She's yeah. Like, I miss Liz. And then Liz agrees to stay. Uh, Pete's coming back. Tracy Jordan, Tracy Morgan, Tracy Jordan's gonna be there. Yeah. That's great. I just want to talk. <laughs> Nobody's saying you can't. <laughs> Can I just talk real quick? I never get the chance to speak. Um, I don't know. I just like want to go through the episode. Because um, we talked about the petty moment with the hot dogs. Yes. And then we got him with the trifection oven and Jack and him fixing things that aren't broken. I guess I didn't have much to say, did I? <laughs> I just had this strong impulse to speak. Um, I did love the lines just like, you know, I'm not missing men 18 to 49. <laughs> They're just not there. And it's like, mood. Yeah. <laughs> so, fuck, Mary kill, Frank Rossitano, Kenneth Ellen Parcell, and Jonathan. <laughs> ah! Okay. Um, so, I would kill Frank Rossitano. <gasps> I would fuck Jonathan. And I would marry Kenneth. Would you not? What would or you Phil. Say? No, you're right. Frank was a poor choice on my... I should have put a third decent person in there. No, like Frank... Um, like I, Frank's well, disgusting. Everyone's going to kill Frank. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> going to kill so, Frank. He's like the Lutz of that. If you said Lutz, over. it would have been different. Because, no. like, Jonathan is cute. So if it's Lutz, Frank, and Twofer. Um, so... I'll still kill Lutz. <laughs> no, no, I'll kill... I'll kill Frank. I'll kill Frank. Unfortunately. Um... I'll I'll fuck Tufer, and I'll marry Lutz, and here's why. Lutz, by the, <laughs> I know, controversial, hot take. I'll marry Lutz because Lutz will literally do anything. He bought a fucking car to keep up a ruse, so clearly has enough disposable income to do that. He'll do anything that I have, including wear his man bra out in public. That's right. We don't have to touch ever. I, we just have to get married. Where does he get the food from that everyone's mad about? Like Subway. Yes, and I always get like, Subway yeah! food. <laughs> Or like a gas station food, I forget that part. But yeah, what what would yours be? I definitely marry Tufer. Okay. And I guess I guess I'd have sex with him once. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. Did yeah, Frank's dead. <laughs> Frank, he does just look like a basset hound. Ugh, and he looks like he smells, and he's sweaty and hairy, and I just can't do it. <laughs> the hat. At least Lutz tries, and Tufer is naturally fashionable and cute and intelligent. He's just annoying as fuck. Yes. But, you know. I have sex with him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Done worse. Um, all right. Fuck, Mary kill. Scott adds it. A.K.A. Big Hero 6. Big Hero 6. And AKA, Pete. I was like, what's his actual Pete name? Pete Rossitano. Not Pete Rossitano. Pete. 
Hornburger. Hornburger. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Fuck Mary Kill, Pete Hornburger, a vending machine, or a soy joy bar. Oh my god. Is that not a great episode? <laughs> so good. I just need four numbers. <laughs> Hi, this is Pete Hornburger. Beep. No! <laughs> Comic timing of that is amazing. Fucking fantastic. It's a perfect show. Um, who else can fuck Mary Kill? No, I liked it a lot. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, guest stars. Oh, well, I'm going to give you one more that's not. Okay, amazing. Dot com, Grizz, and Tracy. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> um, I'll kill Grizz. It's very quick and feels like a hate crime, but... <laughs> They're all black. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'll kill Grizz. Um, it's just interesting to start. <laughs> just the way you said it, you're like, I'll kill Grizz. I'll take him out. So... Are you touching your face right now? <laughs> I am. My company, I read. So this is our last episode. I read something that said you have to give yourself permission to touch something. So I'm like, I'll touch my pocket. I want to scratch my eye, but I'll touch my pocket. <laughs> Touching my pocket. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to shake it out. 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 Whoa. Terror. I'm expensive. Okay, so you've already murdered a black man on this podcast. Now, can you make some love, sweet, sweet love to somebody? Okay, so I'm going to marry Tracy. Obviously, he's a cabillionaire. He's a cabillionaire. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I think I'm deciding between, like, .com is very smart and very well-read. And was Tracy... Morgan's manager in real life at one point. Was he really? And Grizz is his really good friend. That's amazing. That's so cute. But Grizz, I feel like, would be more tender and sweet from the sexual side. Whereas Dot Com may be too in his head and thinking it through too much and just like randomly recite poetry mid thrust. <laughs> and I'm not super into that. Like, I think sex should be fun and enjoyable and I like cracking jokes during, but I don't like reciting Shakespearean plays. And I feel like he would definitely be more likely to do so than Grizz. Are you happy with your choices? As you do a little shitty dance and I'm like, I'm like, this is tricky. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll kill Grizz, I'll fuck.com, and then... I'll marry Tracy. I completely agree. Do you? I mean, I don't want Grizz to die as much as you do, but... <laughs> it's kill, marry, it's fuck, marry, kill. I, I just always start with the kill. I'm like, let's get him out of the way. The killing will put a damper on everything else, so I don't want, like, I don't want to get married... I don't want to have sex, marry someone, and then have to kill someone. No, I want to kill them first, get out of the way, then have sex to, like, deal with it, and then marry and start the rest of my life. Move on. Dot org. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter. Julie Sunderland. And Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter. And Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank.